Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Midweek War. There's usually way more of a lag before that starts. Um, I'm Mad Mike, and we're here to talk some NXT. And with me, as advertised, is the one only Sorgatron. How are you, sir? Live from a undisclosed hotel in Lincoln, Nebraska, right down from the airport where I'm melting on the tarmac in these, this week's uh, festivities for Formula SAE, the Lincoln. I've met people from all around the world, but my heart is in Pittsburgh. He's actually living it up in the Hotel California. It's such a lovely place. <laughs> You know, such a if, lovely place. It's I don't know about a lovely place, but I have a feeling once I stay here, I can't leave. <laughs> uh, and with us, special guest who actually, you know, did the work this week, Matt Garland's. I never How are come you? On, I never come on the show unless I do the work, Mike. I know. If I don't do the work, I don't show up. So no faking. No faking. Unless no it's faking. the Impact Podcast, and then I will come in and. Sometimes be your guinea pig for two truths and a lie, but no. It's all yeah. fair. I tell I specifically tell you guys not to watch Impact because I'm a good friend and I care about you. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm sorry, but I, I I'm I'm continuing on my Instagram of uh, Chelsea Green, and they're just like in Zack Ryder's toy room right now. It's a fantastic. Sorry, um, sounds Lord, weird. That, that sounds like a really bad spinoff of Fifty Shades of Grey. I, you know what? It looks like it could be. But with more toys, mm-hmm. like like just picture Fifty Shades of Grey with about a four foot tall Stave Puff. Mm. Wait, are we sure that movie didn't have a four foot tall Stave Puff? I didn't. I don't see know. It. I'm not watching it. I didn't read the book either. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, someone who has read that book, let us know if there is anything in there called Stay Puffed, and if it's in fact four feet tall. Um, but we are here to talk. NXT this week, you guys. Um, Are you sure? I kind of want to talk about Stay Puft now because that just. In, in, uh, okay, go ahead. NXT before we lose a, this. It's okay, Sword. We we can we can work Ghostbusters references into anything. Mm-hmm. That's right. This, this is truth. All right. Um. So, Sorg, what was your word for NXT this week? Uh, my word for for NXT this week was kick. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of kicks in that last match. There, there were a lot of kicks. Uh, Matt, what, what was your word for NXT this week? Uh, meditate. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> my word for this week is letdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of NXT this week. Um, all right. Uh, but Sorg, what, what was your good this week? Uh, my good was man. I'm coming around on Cassius Ono now. Like I needed a good match that really got me behind him, and and this match he had with with uh, Alistair Black was it. It's what I needed to to get back on the Chris Hero train, and uh, and I thought it really delivered, and I thought it was good for Black as well. Okay. Um, I'm still not there on either of these guys. Like, uh, I I still don't know what either of them are. Like, they're, they're both just guys. Like, there's no defining... Like, this NXT felt like Ring of Honor to me. 
And that's that's not a good thing. Like we even had Nigel doing the commentary. Like that that, that we had just a bunch of matches that were um, great matches in their own right, but not really going anywhere. Yep. You mean the parts I like about Ring of Honor? Yeah, uh, and parts I hate about Ring of Honor. Yeah, you know it's coming home for me. Yeah, I can see why Nigel gets confused sometimes. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> hey, I'm watching Ring of NXT. Hmm, hmm. Yes. Um. Matt, uh, what, what was your good this week for NXT? Uh, I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path, and I'm going to say I liked the Sonya Deville um, debut. <laughs> debut. And um, not necessarily because of uh, what she was doing in the ring. Um, I'm sure that will improve over time. But she definitely does have a presence and, and, and in a way about her that is very distinct and I, I kind of like the vibe that I'm that I'm getting off of her, and we were talking just the other night about who's going to end up beating Asuka, and I could totally see it. She portrays, she very much um, presents herself as a total badass. Um, so we'll see how far she can take this thing. I have high hopes. Yeah, I, I think in the post Asuka NXT universe, she can be um, really a real strong contender at the top of the division. Um, I, I, she didn't. She didn't come across as well as I'd hoped to me. Okay. Why not? Were you just expecting more like MMA stuff in her no, match? No, no. I just I thought her match just kind of uh, came up flat for me. I okay. didn't think her match was great, but I thought her, um, her, her character, I guess, for lack of a better term, and, and I was loved what how, stood out for me. I loved how she's been being represented in her vignettes and everything. But it just, I, I, I just feel like it didn't translate as well into the ring. Okay. I mean, you have to remember, she is still relatively new. She was on right. the, she was on the tough enough. Season. Right. And, 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 and I know it's something that's going to grow and, and what that kind of persona is out there it is going to need to grow. But I'm just saying like as a debut, it didn't, it didn't set me on fire. Like, you know, a lot of other girls that have, you know, vignetted and popped up like an Ember Moon, of course, or anything like that. But Ember Moon is just freaking fantastic to begin with, uh, as her Athena days and everything like that. So that's kind of not a thing. I think it might have helped if they had put her against a character that we know more. Would it, like, you think, like, a Peyton Royce uh, a match would have gone a little further for her? Yes. Also, or fantastic. E- or even a, li- even a Liv Morgan. Fantastic that we've had more wrestling, uh, women's wrestling on this than Raw this week. <laughs> yeah. As anybody a noticed. Lot, a lot. So, Everyone's noticed. Yeah. Everyone has noticed. Um, my good this week is the backstage segment between Kasha Sono and Hideo Itama. Yeah. Because that's honestly the only bit of takeaway I had from this entire episode. Um. I don't know if this means we're getting them both turning heel and maybe forming a tag team because they both seem super frustrated with things. But I, it was interesting. It was interesting. Like uh, that's, that's the best I can give it right now. Like, I don't know if it's going to lead to anything because I sure still don't really care about either character in the ring. Well, well, we're obviously we're slow burning until until SummerSlam. We have a um, a milestone episode coming up that we're going to do some, you know, some some pretty big matches with uh, going on. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, I think this is the the format of the show is is 
uh, you kind of have these tweener shows like this. I mean, like it or not, this show is shot like Ring of Honor. Yeah, I know, but it, it, but it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was. It actually had character development. We no, 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 like no, no, no. I'm just, I, no. I'm just talking about in the shoot format. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but so the shooting you, format you, has nothing to do with the actual. You you no, it, it does to a point because you gotta have to make sure like we don't have Bobby Roode on every week because then Bobby Roode's coming out and doing something like every every you know forty five minutes to a live crowd, right? I mean, you you kind of spread things out. We had the women's thing happen last week. We hear about the fallout and that there's going to be a match next week, right? Um, it, it trades back and forth. It's just this week we got a lot of debuty stuff. We were kind of uh, solidifying sanity as this team of of young and um uh, uh the other guy that the the the, the, the not oh, no. yeah i don't know san okay san eric young eric young and this other guy um you, you got uh ember moon returning and 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 really you know kind of capping that kind of mini feud thing that started backstage with them with uh, uh peyton and billy k a couple weeks ago i mean that that's your story right there too i mean that it's was not, the only story tonight and, and a backstage segment that that pushed that forward, and then yeah, you had a match because you just have matches because this is a sporting event yeah, where you don't but, just have where you don't just have matches ten times with the person that you're going to fight at the pay per view anyways in tag teams. But uh, Sorg, there was no reason for that match at all. Though there was a reason, the stated reason was to show Hideo that he's going to step forward and and take on Alistair Black as a challenge to himself in his career as a person whose career who had admit, self admittedly not been going so well since he came back. There's a ton of story in there, Mike, and just because it's not a broad no, spectrum no, of things, that, no, that gonna, wasn't no, the story. Just no, that was the story. That was his stated said, story. Okay, all right. That they, was, and they he, went over his commentary. He just, just, you just said that stuff this week. He just yeah. said that stuff this week, not when he booked the match. That that doesn't the, subtext, Mike. And they 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 baked a lot of it into that match. And this is again, what has you know what has Ono done uh, since he's come in? You know, yeah. and then and and he gets to step back and say, no, this has not gone as planned. I'm not on top of the food train. I did not, I, I did not get you know win my my title match. I got out of the gate with Bobby Roode. I got to get the this this. You know, on and you see him becoming frustrated on top of Hideo getting frustrated and losing this too. There's a ton of story and you just haven't seen the end of it because you're not supposed to yet. And that doesn't mean story didn't happen. Mm. I but but I but it's story I don't care about because they're not the most charismatic people. Like how about he stands in the middle of the ring? And challenges Alistair Black instead of doing it backstage. Why not that? Like, I know we get on Raw a lot for in-ring promos, but guess what? In-ring promos are what get crowds into matches. That crowd think, was dead for the entire show. I think logistically, when you're talking about the NXT tapings, uh, less is more when you're doing that bulk of tapings with the live crowd, and if you can get away with doing setting up a match backstage rather than burning five or ten minutes in ring on that live crowd, you do it backstage so you can get them onto the next match and try to keep that crowd alive longer. So I think there's a there's there is a purpose 
to that decision that they make when those kind of situations? I, I, I get that, but the people who don't get a lot of in-ring promo time have to be able to tell a story in the ring. And I don't feel like Cassius Ono... No, I don't feel like Cassius Ono's doing that. Like, he wasn't compelling me. Alistair Black still don't know what the fuck an Alistair Black is. I don't know what identity is. No, 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 this is not good. This is not good. These people have been around for months. We have not gotten a single promo at all about what Alistair Black represents. He's been beating jobbers. He's been beating jobbers. This was his only test so far. No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not going to agree with you guys he on this. Like, doing sanity, sanity, what we do with guys. He got a lucky shot in at the end. Like it wasn't a domination of Cashisono. If it was a domination of Cashisono, that's a story. That's Cashisono is being beaten down. That was a lucky shot. Like and and what is sanity? Besides Nikki Cross, has any of them gotten any kind of storyline development? Like, I, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they are because they've never explained what the gimmick is. And I even listened to Eric Young on the Edge and Christian podcast. He says he doesn't know what I, it I is. Don't, I, don't, I don't think... I, I, you, you want everything spelled up for you. You're, 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 you're the I kind of person that hates that. that you, hate, you hate when you hate when a movie uh, uh, doesn't answer all the all the questions that you have. So in your head, they're not answering. You know, and, and you have the same problem. They're not answering. You, you have the same problem question. with this. No, I'm telling you, there was a ton of story in there, and 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 I feel like we're watching the two di- two different shows. Also, now I feel like we're on a, a political pundit show, uh, because the, we're so we're so fractured in something like this. I I, I, I don't, can't I remember don't. whose turn it is to give their goodness. Well, no, we all we all gave. We <laughs> yeah, all gave yeah, I don't know where we're at. In the we show. Are we into goodness. the bads? Are we into? Yeah, the bads? we're into the bads. Um. We're definitely I'll, in the bats. Okay, I'll I'll say my bad. Poor character development, pretty much all around. All right, pretty much all around. The only the only person who had good character development this week was Sonya Deville. That's it. <laughs> Which I thought was the worst. <laughs> no, Sonya um, Deville said lace up and square up. That's what she did. She tapped right. a woman out. Boom. Oh, really? Really? You have a problem with Alistair Black, but you're okay with that? She's been on one week, and I already know exactly what her character is. The man rises from the, on, rises from the grave, on, goes Indian style, nope. kicks people in the face every day. I don't know what more you want, but anyways, the thing I that, want the, to know why. I want to know why. My, there is no the devil made him do. The Let's move on. The Ely brothers freak me. No, here's my bad. The Ely brothers freak me the fuck out. All right, that's just <laughs> twi- that's just twins. This Sorg. Yes. But like it's more logistically. I mean, these guys not you know look the same, but they're built the same. Like you're telling me these guys are hitting the gym exactly the same. Which now I have this envision in my head. You don't talk about storytelling. I got a story in my head about these guys going to the gym, hitting the same weights, just looking at each other square in the eye to make sure they definitely take equal amount of carbs and 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 effort, and just to look exactly the same from from face to hair, to pectorials, the whole way down. And it freaks me the fuck out. I would honestly be really down for that segment. That exact segment as you described it. <laughs> I, I look at the Ely brothers, and, and I question why 
WWE would, and perhaps they didn't, perhaps they just, these two just can't be denied, but why they would go out of their way to recruit twins to be in a tag team when they already have twins who are in a tag team on their main roster. The Ely brothers will never be as good as, um, maybe they will. I just, I, I don't see. Wait, the, wait, um, who, are, who are the twins on the main roster? Oh, the Usos, I would assume, so. Well, the Usos are are not identical twins. They're fraternal oh, twins. There you go. Um, that's why it's day one-ish. That's why we still can't tell them apart. Um, so I still I was trying the other night, and one has like cornrows, and I was still trying. It was hard. <laughs> well, one's married to Naomi, and one isn't. There that's you go. Tell, that's how you tell them apart. <laughs> You can't tell in the ring. Which one looks like that, you know, they go home to a glow rave party every night? I don't know, Oos. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's painfully obvious. Oos. <laughs> uh. Okay, all right. So so you guys are freaked out by the Ely's. Okay, it's fine. Okay, um, my bad. Yes. Peyton and Billy, it's over. You okay? shut your mouth. It's over. Over. You shut Back your mouth, Matt Carlin. It's over. There is a reason that WWE Developmental has been signing every independent women's wrestler they can get their hands on. It's over. Okay? Split this thing up. The iconic thing, I'm done. It used to be a time when, when calling yourself an icon actually meant something. It wasn't something that you brand yourself when you're a, 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 a middling you know, you know, women's act on the developmental brand. You know, it's it, it, it's 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 not working. It's not working. Back to the drawing board. Hey, Australian bounty hunter gimmick is still out there. You can always take that. Um, it's over. And for, and for the record, you really bring back Bobby Roo. Yeah, and for the record, Peyton is the better of the two. Just putting that out there. Ooh, All don't right. tell Bobby that. No, why, I'll agree. Peyton's the better of the two. But, um, I do agree. I do agree Peyton's better the two. And but I agree don't you, you know them. you know why they're signing all these independent women's wrestlers, right, Matt? Because the current group of women that they had coming in behind the last group that graduated up aren't good enough and they can't cut it and they know it. So they need women who could prop up this roster, especially once Oscar's done. Bold prediction. Bold prediction time. The iconic duo makes it on the main roster before Oscar. No. Bold prediction. No. Here's a bold prediction for you. The Who iconic duo. Thought? No, quite, quite. Bold prediction time. The iconic duo in their current form will never see the main roster. Ooh. Ever. Ooh. Okay. Who would have thought Alexa? Who would have thought Alexa Bliss would be on the main roster before Bailey? That's no point. We saw something in her. That was a thing. We saw something in her. You know who else was on the main roster before Bailey? Nia Jax. You know who Thanks. else was on the main roster before Bailey? Carmella. You know, you know, I feel like I feel like Mike is right. But they're not gonna <laughs> somebody needs to get beat up every week. <laughs> That's true. I, I don't I don't like all this hating on the iconic duo. Mm. I don't, especially, are are y'all really serious on Ember Moon? Really? Ah, no. Really? Keep asking, keep asking me my change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not on an island on that. Did we get everyone's bad sort? What was your bad this week? Uh, Freaky Brothers. Oh right, right. Okay. Uh, so Matt, 
Matt, what would be your change? Ember Moon. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, my heart. Pick a side. Are you a werewolf or are you a girl from Dallas? Pick one and do it well. <laughs> she's a werewolf from Dallas. No, she's not. That's, that's, with that's, it. That does not work. Pick yeah. one or the other. If you're Sword a werewolf, werewolf you're not from Dallas. I was contemplating this week about how she's less mysterious and she's just, um, you know, uh, I mean, you know, she's got this like gray hair thing going on, which I noticed matches her outfit. Hmm. Ember, Moon, um, but, Ember uh, Moon is the female Alistair Black. She, she's, she's, um, yeah, it's just like we didn't go full in with this mysterious thing. And I think it just kind of gets mellowed out. Like they, these, you know, they over, the over, um, you know, over theatrics when somebody debuts like Ember Moon, right? She had like graphics and 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 interesting lighting on her entrance, and now we don't have any of that anymore. It's just mellowed out, right? Um, Alistair Black is still in the um, theatrics part of it, and we're still kind of mellowing and selling into what he's going to be, which I think is lends to your point on, on Alistair that you're trying to figure out, Mike. Uh, Ember Moon, I think kind of she's further along that process and uh and i but really she's not bad i like her like i think she's she's my next she watching this match is why i asked the question about i'm trying to figure out who my girl is right now okay in in wrestling that's right i think she's my next girl She's my girl to follow. She's been my girl to follow for a while because I'm like, this is the one that's going to be some big shit, you know. And and give her give her another six months and see what happens. Okay, uh, my change for Ember Moon. Let's have um, let's have a match with Asuka with her in three weeks. Have Asuka kick her in the head so hard that she comes back to NXT in the May Young tournament as Athena. Let's just <laughs> no. do that. Okay, no. Let's no, no. literally. I don't, I don't think they're going to do a head trauma angle. Uh, let's, just come let's on the hunt. Li- kind of no, no. <laughs> Guys, you guys are stepping on my joke. Let's literally oh, reboot. Oh, God damn it, Sork. Let us literally reboot Ember Moon. I, I, want, I, I just want to point out that you reacted like two seconds because, later, so I was worried about the lag. Because kicks. <laughs> because kicks. Yeah, no, that's my change. Ember Moon needs to just go away, not for long, for three weeks. For three weeks, maybe a month. She was just gone for three weeks. She needs to re-go away. She (laughs) needs to just come back. Until she figures it out when she goes. She needs to come back as this nice Dallas girl named Athena who can wrestle very good. Like, can we please just do that? You know, I mean, I also, I mean, this is inside baseball from a, a friend of a friend of a show that, you know, told me about, you know, a conversation he was having with Ember Moon. You know, she's really just being a and d character, right? Like, like she's, she's living into, she's into that kind of thing, you know, she's not. And, you know, kind of finding that spot. But uh, you know what? She, okay, okay. Let me tell you my change. Let me get out of this. If she's being a D character, give her a manager who has to roll dice to force her what move she does next in the match. 
here's my change, and I want you to follow me. Uh, I want to fo- you to follow me on, on a little story here, because okay. let's pretend that NXT is another show that we all love dearly. Um, and let's pretend that after this fight between Bobby Roode and Roderick Strong backstage, uh, that uh, we flash forward 16 years from now, no, 18 years from now, and Baby Roderick is uh, is getting his revenge on Bobby Roode. Okay. I, I like where this is going. That's my change. Okay, okay, that was it. And is then booked against King Maxwell. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. at WrestleMania, um, that'd be WrestleMania 50. Baby Strong versus King Maxwell. I love it. Yeah. Baby Strong versus King Maxwell. Okay. So so that's your change, Zork? Yeah, that's my change. That's where I'm okay. going. All I right. don't like where the rest of the conversations were going. We got to do something let, else. Let, let's hope that Baby Strong has more charisma than Roderick Strong. Uh, well, I mean, look at Randy and Bob Orton. Mm, okay, mm. fair. Fair. I'll, I'll take I'll take that comparison. Um, but that, that was one thing that I was kind of let down on. Like, NXT was promoting all day that Bobby Roode, like, did something heinous. Like, the, and he just said, hey, want to fuck the champ? Like, that, that's it? That, that, no, really? Yeah, that's, that's, a, thing to do. that's a shitty thing to do. No, 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 no. I start a fight, too. I throw some fists, too. Anyone who doesn't see that as instant fight is is loses respect for me. Wrestling, no, I, right. especially I I've the seen mother it of your child. <laughs> okay, yeah. but the way WWE was promoting it, it sounded like he pushed over the baby carriage. Like that's what it sounded like. No, but in a in or, the, or he accidentally hit his wife or something like that. Like that's what they promoted it as. Like it's I it's really something want... Ric Flair legitimately said every day of his yes. life since yes. the age of fifteen. Yes, but we're more civilized these days, Mike. <laughs> Are we? Are we uh, really? Not, not according to this picture of two hundred five live. I'm looking at. Wow. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I I was just let down that that's all it was. That's all it was. Like, I thought maybe we were going to see, like, a whole elaborate promo Bobby Roode did, or maybe he talked ill about Roderick Strong's past, which was very unfortunate, like, stuff like that. But he just made an offhand comment that Ric Flair literally made every single week. Yes, to his face, with his wife present. Again, and his something child, Ric Flair does every single week. Are you kidding me? This was an entire angle with Steamboat. This this was literally the only reason Ravishing Rick Rude got in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> what I'd like yeah, to have Jake right Roberts. now is for all of you fat, out of shape. Roberts. All we need, all we need is Bobby Rude to spray paint uh, Mrs. Uh, Strong. I don't know. Whatever her oh name is. God, um, please. Please. Do Bobby, or Rude, you, Bobby Rude, if you are listening to this, please on the robe. do that. Please like when Glorious, do that. When, she come, when he comes out and Glorious hits instead of it saying Rude, it's like a picture of her. Yes. Yeah. And we get all like WrestleMania 8 um, Photoshop pictures with Elizabeth uh, on this thing. Yeah. And, and, and no, you're, have... looking for, you're looking for a Rude, Rude Jake the Snake feud where 
recruit put the uh, picture of uh, Jake's wife on his Cheryl uh, Roberts, tights. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Just scandalous. And, yeah, and, yeah, and you can even well have before. Bobby Roode cut a ravishing Rick promo, and he can say "full sale sweat hogs," which is something I've been I waiting want, for all my life. I want it. the best of Rick Roode and Jake Roberts. Randy Savage and Ric Flair and Steamboat and Ric Flair all combined in this thing. That's yes. where you have sold me. And I think, I mean, I think, you know, they've made some pretty good inroads on, on this so far. Uh, so, so we'll see where it goes. By the way, I want to point out, we have just been more creative than WWE NXT in about five minutes. I just want to point it out. It's going to be peaks and valleys, man. I mean, I, I, it's a, it's a, a admittedly, this has been a long show. valley. This has been death yeah. valley, Sorg. Yeah, but but the shows, but the takeovers have delivered. I feel so. like the show has, um, and I haven't been watching every week, and there's a reason. Um, but from watching the last couple of weeks, I feel like the show is back on the uptick. I feel like the main event scene is deeper than it was a few months ago. Uh, I actually see some promise for a future without Oscar. Um, there's things there's things to, to like about where things where, where, yeah, where yeah I mean right I mean you know no way Jose and Cien Almas as a main event or whatever we had was not very um, intriguing uh, so yeah yeah I'm, I'm good with this mm-hmm. okay all right agree to agree to disagree um so so sword, isn't that what we do on this show of course it is all the time so uh sword where do you, Sad, where do you, you rank you? Where Chad, do you, you got your popcorn out there. Where do I rank? Man, I man, I I really enjoyed NXT this week, but it didn't come close in match to uh 205 Live. Because 205 Live had killer wrestling this week in comparison. Um, like I said, the, I really liked the Ono and Alistair Black match. I really did. But man, just just 205 Live just brought it with just tons of great wrestling in comparison to what you know nxt did but of course nxt has debuts and repackages and redirections and all these kinds of things so so i can't hate on that uh but again like man was saying it, it's definitely it's a close um 